1: It is 1033. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The phone number, if you'd like to contribute, 317-684-8444. So the Wilson Farm Market, it's been around for about 40 years and uh, the market known for selling lots of cheese and bread and they've got that huge corn, uh, I I don't know, it's it's, it's a fake corn stalk, but it's out front that uh, I've had my picture taken with, but they're now being uprooted. And uh, part of that is... Because of the state of Indiana's Department of Transportation using its power of em- eminent domain to buy the property for public use, it's also happening. We've had the Loves on the show, and they've been talking about how their property uh, the state wants to purchase it. And uh, Rob, somebody called in to comment about what's going on in their area of Boone County.
2: Yes, I, Kendall and Casey. Um, I live in Boone County, talking about the fields being gone and overrun by houses, what have you, um, property taxes doubling. Schools are built being built uh, in a field behind our houses in Boone County now. So I don't think if you have children in school that you need to be having your property taxes raised as well.
1: So that's kind of a double whammy, Rob. He's talking about what's going on in Boone County and also um, the housing developments that we were talking about yesterday.
0: Uh, Yes, Casey. And I think I'm uniquely qualified to comment on this. Casey, did you know that as an elected official, I passed the largest municipal property tax rate reduction in state history? I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, So I think I'm uniquely qualified to answer this person's question. Uh, Government is not rocket science. If I could figure out how to do it, anybody should be able to figure out how to do it. And what it is, it is an irresponsible. Look, I think at this point it's almost a fetish, right? At this point, it's almost a fetish of addiction to growth. And what happens is these people get an elected office and you have some very low IQ people oftentimes, but you also have some very ambitious people. And when you combine the low IQ people who don't read, who don't know, who don't understand what's Going on. They're often also very weak people. With the politically ambitious people, you have a recipe for disaster. And what happens is the ambitious people view, and I was around these people and I, and I saw it. It's easy to get suckered into it. You have to really, really remove yourself. The politically ambitious people believe. The growth is the bright, shiny object is what will allow me to ascend up the ladder, right? Like I brought X amount of businesses to town or we got a swimming pool or a a rec center or in Noblesville, that ridiculous building they're building for the minor league basketball team or the hockey arena in Fishers. And that's how these politicians, predominantly mayors, but sometimes town and city council people, judge their worth, judge their ascension is how many bright, shiny objects did I build? How many bright, shiny objects did I bring rather than? Man, did i actually preserve the character and history of the area and improve the quality of life for the people that lived here and that is not a priority for most of the people running these communities
1: okay so todd young you know it was just a little just uh, just a little over a year ago that that chips act was signed and he says that uh, he wants Indiana to be an official tech hub for the United States. And, of course, part of this uh, land that we're talking about in Boone County is this tech corridor that they want to build. And that fa- Phase 1 was the process of, of getting these tech hub- hubs named. Now, Phase 2 is getting a share of the $500 million worth of funding for Phase 2. Um, what, do, what do you think about this, the the CHIPS Act and how tech Todd Young wants to make Indiana this, this tech hub for the country.
0: Well, let's call the CHIPS Act what it was. Todd Young gave away billions of dollars from poor and middle-class people. Let's call it what it is. It was printed money. So it'll be future generations of poor and middle-class people who were given billions of dollars by the federal government, by Todd Young, to enrich and embolden some of the largest, most powerful corporations in the world. It's the federal government version of what Eric Holcomb did in Boone County, where he took the power and might of the state of Indiana. We've had the loves on the show many times. They made us clear. it clear they're the farmers out in Boone County. What they did, they go to these farmers and they basically, you know, make it abundantly clear: you can fight us, but you're going to lose, and then it's going to cost you a bunch of money, and you're going to end up selling to us anyway. So you might as well just sell now. It's the same thing. Todd Young giving that money to these—it's a money giveaway to these mega corporations—is the same level of ridiculous uh, ridiculousness of Eric Holcomb leading us to believe that Eli Lilly can't put together a real estate deal unless the state of Indiana is involved and it is a total lack of respect for the character of the areas for the history of the of these communities and once it's gone it's gone
1: yeah okay somebody called and asked uh you a question now you have opined on these very airwaves how you were a fan of rush limbaugh yes uh somebody wanted to call and ask your opinion on what would rush do
2: Hey, Rob and uh, Casey, I love the show. Just wanted to give you a shout-out on that. I appreciate all you guys do to keep us informed and entertained. But i got a question for Rob. I know both of us are big-time Rush Limbaugh fans. In your opinion, Rob, who do you think Rush Limbaugh would be more in favor of for president? Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? I uh, look forward to hearing your answer tomorrow. Thank you.
0: Boy, that's such a great question, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was a good one, too. Well, uh, look, I mean, here,
1: he's, he's asking you to determine what somebody else would have been thinking.
0: Here, so here is what I do know. Shortly before Rush died, one of his final radio shows, he talked about what the left was going to do to Donald Trump in terms of the weaponization of justice in this country against him. And he's been proven 100 percent exactly correct. And so by that standard, I think the newer version or the more recent version of of, uh, Rush Limbaugh would have supported Donald Trump. However, the traditional conservative governance, champion of traditional conservative governance that led Rush to prominence, and he was one of the first guys articulating this on the radio, uh, I think would have been for DeSantis because Trump's not a conservative. Trump didn't govern as a conservative. And so I think Rush would probably be internally pretty torn on who he would support. I realize that's a total non-answer, but gosh darn it, Casey, Mm -hmm. that's a phenomenal
1: question. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, we've got another call, uh, somebody talking about how they watched uh, the Donald Trump interview with Tucker Carlson first, but while the debate was going on and then left it halfway through uh, because he wanted to see what Vivek and DeSantis were all about, and here are his thoughts on Vivek Ramaswamy
2: i went I watched the Trump and Tucker thing first, and then I watched I didn't watch all of it, but I watched the debate. I didn't watch all of the debate is what I mean um, I was originally a Trump person, and then I went to the Santa, and there's something there's something odd there's something that's not vibing right with vivek Ramaswamy. Uh I don't know i Kind of got the idea that Chris Christie might be a little right is that he starts start Vivek's stealing line from Obama, Uh and there's the whole thing how Vivek, when he was in college, you know, already was a millionaire, and then he took George, or he took Soros' family money, not George Soros, but one of Soros' relatives, I guess, for a... Um, and then the whole thing about him being inconsistent on mass uh, there's just something not vibing right with that guy. Like He's saying all the things, but I feel like he's just saying them to get the attention. I don't think I could ever vote for him. Um, I, I If somehow he's the nominee, I i don't know if I would vote for him because it just seems like you know, I almost get like a wolf in sheep's clothing vibe off of him. So that's my input on him.
1: Okay, so he's talking about during the debate at one point, he said a skinny guy with a funny name, which was very similar to a line that Barack Obama used. And then he even referenced Barack Obama saying, hey, you you hugged. He was talking to Chris Christie and said you hugged him and and Obama ended up winning. So come give me a hug. So isn't that giving him the nod to Obama not being plagiarized? He 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 admitted, yeah, that's exactly what Obama said.
0: Well, you've got to decide: do you want an outsider or do you want traditional politician? And if you want an outsider, somebody who—by by that I mean somebody who doesn't come from the traditionally gay, I was a governor or a congressman or a senator or whatever—then you're going to have to take a flyer on somebody because you have no idea what these people actually are until they get in there. Now, Rama, the deal with Ramaswamy, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. That, I mean, I'm just, take the the Soros stuff that's supposedly coming out on him. He's going to get investigated now that he's a legitimate player mm-hmm. in the whole thing the tweets already out there about him with masking etc and you got to do you really got to do your own research on these outsider guys because they don't have a record in terms of governance but if that's your concern You already know what the rest of these guys are. Now, this guy didn't say, I don't think, who he's for. If you said, hey, I'm for DeSantis because he was a rock solid conservative, reliably liberty and freedom governor, okay, cool. But if you're just your concern is, hey, this guy's a little sketchy, all these guys are a little sketchy, Casey. (laughs) That's
1: just what level. He's talking about a scholarship that Vivek took while he was in college. I believe that he had about $2 million of his own money, and he ended up taking a scholarship. And uh, you have to, I don't know. Know the answer I haven't looked it up myself was this a is scholarships are based on need and then there's merit and if it was a merit-based scholarship well then, what's the problem if somebody wants to pay for his education they can um i've heard a few people saying there's something a little off about him the vibe there's there's a rub there what is it and again i'm gonna go back to something that i said earlier and i think you know what we're used to a guy who can't even complete a sentence and vivek ramaswamy um now i have not completely vetted him 100 percent so i don't know but He's intelligent, and is this just something we're not used to hearing from a politician who's currently in office?
0: Uh, Casey, it's easy to put the blinders on when you're in love, so I would just use that as a, a <laughs> cautionary tale to you.
1: Somebody sent me a message and said, "You're picking a president, not a boyfriend." I know these are <laughs> the jokes, people. All right, let's do one more. Kevin, can we uh, can we move on to number seven? Uh, somebody else was. We had a conversation about the houses and um, the developments that are being made, and how we have these cookie cutter houses. Somebody called in with a comment about that.
2: I heard what you said about. Um the houses and how they were being built um, and finding that odd. I find something a little odd myself um, on the massive housing developments that they're building um, for the low-income and single families. Um, and I find very odd the location they're being built on in the major cities of the state. Um, but,
1: hey, I got a riddle for you. What is the difference between
2: a conspiracy theory, and the truth. Well, the answer is the week. You guys have a great day. I love you guys. You are the best.
0: Uh, Casey can I just say I love How you even number the voicemails Casey is our, is so meticulous In how she does things When I do the voicemails I just label them And then Kev like 20 seconds before I go back On the air goes which voicemails are we doing And I'm like oh man I forgot which ones I even pulled Kev quickly scribbled these down Casey's like you're going to need number 832 On the voicemails That's my
1: OCD coming out Let's keep, let's keep it all orderly here Hey, hey you know we... what if the world around us is crazy I'm going to try and keep my own little bubble as sane as possible it,
0: it is so funny i know we got to get to break because we want to do hammer's way in when we come back but yeah. like we, we'll be during the break and casey will be asking me <laughs> things hey are you okay if we do audio number seven and eight and then we do this story and i'll just be like we sure whatever you want to do and case you know where we're headed she's like, rob you're not paying attention and <laughs> yesterday i just looked at casey and i said casey we've been at this for a year and a half let me tell you how this is going to go I don't care what topic you pick, you're going to pick a topic and I'm going to be surprised by it. And I am just going to respond with the first thing that comes in my head once whatever topic you pick, because that's how I've been doing this show (laughs) for the better part of seven years and
1: doing a fantastic job at it.